entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. The show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builder Show, and along with my executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. Let me tell you my super objective in being with you today. I want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders, and that's you, by the way, so you can inspire others. So my guest today is Sandy Rogers. Uh, Sandy is part of a team that wrote a book called Leading Loyalty, subtitle, Cracking the Code to Customer Devotion. Boy, big words in there, loyalty and devotion. So Sandy Rogers, welcome to the show. Marty, thank you so much. Happy to be here. So Sandy Rogers, uh, you have a couple other co-authors. So why don't you introduce yourself and uh, the folks uh, who helped you on the book? Well, the three of us, uh, me, Sandy Rogers, Lena Renee, and Sean Moon, collaborated on this book, Leading Loyalty, and it was a lot of fun, uh, with the goal of helping uh, inspire leaders to to behave in a way that will not only make their colleagues more loyal, but earn the fierce customer loyalty that we all want. Hmm. So what's your background? What do you, uh, I, are, what's your background? I, a uh, marketing guy, started out in brand management at Procter & Gamble, uh, and then went to business school, worked in marketing at Apple Computer, um, and then spent most of my career in uh, marketing and operations at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Hmm. And one of the interesting things I was able to help with at Enterprise was to figure out how to measure and improve our customer service across thousands of branches. Mm. Uh, and that led to uh, Fred Reicheld at Bain creating his net promoter score. He was very oh, inspired yeah. by how we changed the culture at Enterprise through the thousands of employees providing much better, more consistently great service experiences. Hmm. And I thought it was all because you pick, you'll pick me up. You mean there was more to it than that? <laughs> Huh? Well, pickup was the, <laughs> the key advertising promise we made to get people to try us. Yeah. But to get you to come back, Marty, we, we believe we had to provide you an experience that uh, Jack Taylor, the founder of Enterprise Rent-A-Car, said, look, it's really simple. When people walk out of one of our thousands of branches, they should be thinking this. Wow, that was one of the best experiences I've ever had. And we believe that comes through the people. You know, every car rental business has cars, branches, and people. What sets enterprise apart are the people and how they behave. Do your co-authors work alongside of you uh, at this point in time in addition to uh, helping uh, contribute to the book? Uh, we are involved with Franklin Covey. Uh, an organization which helps organizations to change human behavior, to accomplish significant goals that, that need this difficult thing called behavior change. Think about how tough it is to change our own behavior, much less an entire organization. Yeah, I, I think of the analogy of the, the big ship, you know? <laughs> yes. It's a, how do you turn that, you know? So we're going to start turning it today. So I, I guess you're explaining what the basic idea is. Um, what are you really trying to achieve? Let's go a little deeper into what you set out to do. 
uh, you've said that, but go a little deeper on that thought process. We have worked, Marty, with hundreds of organizations over the last 25 years. I mean, starting with Enterprise Rent-A-Car and so many others, big and small startups, you know, large, you know, thousand location chains. And, and they have consistently asked us, how can I earn customer loyalty uh, more effectively, more quickly. I mean, everybody understands the theory and the economics of having loyal customers and loyal employees, but how do I make that happen? And, and so we, we believe that the difference between a good and a great experience often comes down to how we're treated. And, and so we've got to get the, these principles that we talk about in the book of empathy, responsibility and generosity, these things need to come to life more often in interactions, not only with our coworkers, but with our customers, if we want to earn everybody's fierce loyalty. So this book teaches you how to do exactly that. Well, let's go a little deeper on each one of those. Um, the three core principles, empathy, responsibility, and generosity. So let's talk about empathy. What do you mean? Go deeper on that for me, please. Well, empathy you know, comes from two Greek words, em meaning with and pathos meaning feeling. I mean, empathy is our ability to identify with and understand another person's situation or feelings. And look, we all want people to, to, to feel what we're feeling, um, but to earn somebody's loyalty, we've got to take the time to first make a genuine human connection with them so they know that we're sincere, that we care. Um, and then we need to listen to learn their story, which many times is hidden from view. So you can't have empathy for somebody else unless they, they open up and, and tell you their hidden story. Mm -hmm. uh, and so in the book, we teach about what do we mean by empathy and mm -hmm. then how to apply these two practices of, of genuine connections and actually listening. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that all connected to responsibility and generosity? Is that all rolled up into one or was you just describing empathy there? So empathy is the first of these three core loyalty principles. The, the second one is we need to take responsibility for helping people, you know, reach their goals or, or to go after what they're really trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. um, and, and one of the greatest frustrations that we all have as customers is when the people that are supposed to be serving us are not taking responsibility with, mm. for things that seem like a, a simple request or something. And, and so we, we define what we mean by responsibility and the two practices that responsible people employ. The first is they take the time to discover the real job we're trying to get done. Mm. Um, and then they follow up to make sure that job was done correctly. And if not, they, they, they solve our problem. And, and we teach that this is one of the most powerful way to turn an unhappy customer into a promoter mm -hmm. is through following up, discovering a problem and fixing it. So that's, that's responsibility in a nutshell. The third of the three core loyalty principles is generosity. And you know, generous people are kind. They give us more than is necessary or expected. And we bring generosity to light through two practices. One, in sharing our insights openly, um, mm. in helping people, right, r r making it easier for them to, to get things done. And secondly, by surprising them in little unexpected ways, j just to let them know that, that we care about them, things that – we call these frugal wows. They don't cost a lot, but they, they really get people's attention and, and earn our loyalty. You know, Sandy, a lot of products and services are available online today. That's no surprise to you, I'm sure. Not at all. How, how does this 
how do we apply the teachings in leading loyalty to that world and connect it? I mean, so, so I'll just ask the question that straightforward. Sure. Well, when we interact with an online application or our favorite, um, uh, you know, website to buy something, these principles that I've just described need to be in play in order to earn our fierce loyalty to mm-hmm. that brand, to that company. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes when I'm on Amazon or I'm on Southwest or I'm handling an online banking transaction, you know, we're, we're thinking as consumers, you know, did, did, the, did the designer of this, you know, have empathy for me? Mm-hmm. Did they take responsibility for the real job I'm trying to get done, which is simply change my flight from today to tomorrow in, in you know, 10 seconds, not in, you know, 20 minutes? And third, are they being generous with my time? Are they, you know, are they asking me for information that they should already know? Sure. Um, because right. that isn't generous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm, as I read the book and as I thought about this conversation, this seems to be rare anymore, Sandy. So, so maybe the, the, need, the need for the book is huge, um, I think, from where I sit. Um but maybe I'll turn that around and say uh, I have a lot more questions. But maybe share some successes right out of the gate or companies or organizations that you see are, are doing this well. Maybe talk to me about that. Well, you know, one of the best examples is what Enterprise Rent-A-Car did. Mm-hmm. Um, in taking an organization, we first started measuring customer service at Enterprise. Uh, we were pretty good overall. About 67% of customers were, were happy with their experience. But th- that varied widely across the, the thousands of locations. And that's one of the biggest challenges that that, mm-hmm. that companies have is they have pockets of brilliance, but, but they don't deliver those great experiences consistently mm-hmm. day in and day out out across all their frontline teams. So what we did at Enterprise is we had an accurate, reliable measure of service that we gave to each branch every month. And then we told the the managers at every level, um, if you're below average in your customer service as compared to the company average, we're not going to promote you. Um, And this had a dramatic impact Mm, on unleashing all of this creativity because everybody realized if if I don't get to average or better, I'm never going anywhere in my career. Mm -hmm. Over the next 10 years, we went from delighting 67% to 80% of the customers. Variation across the chain went from 28 points when we started to less than 12 points. Company sales tripled. From wow. two to seven billion dollars, and and the biggest contributor to this dramatic improvement was this getting service consistently great across this huge network, um, and this is again what inspired Bain and Fred Reichel to create this Net Promoter Score. Right. What has many believe is a global standard for measuring loyalty. Yep. Yep. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, you put it out there to say this really matters. How customers feel when they leave here and if they have that wow experience or not really matters. And so pay attention to it. And and I, I love that. So one of the things you talk about in the book that I'd really like you to go a little deeper on is something called the loyalty huddle. Loyalty huddle. <laughs> give me the Give me the background on that and what's that all about? So in the book, we describe these principles and practices. And, and so how can I, as a leader, um, 
actually bring these things to life on my team. I mean, the last thing most teams are looking for is, you know, another offsite, you know, training day or um, another meeting. And, and so we said, what if we could take all this content and put it into little bite-sized chunks? There's 11 chapters in the book. And at the end of each chapter is a recommended little 10 or 15 minute huddle. So there's 11 different huddles mm-hmm. that the that the leader does with their team in order to bring these principles and practices to life. Um, and in the huddle, while the content is different in each one, the, the agenda is the same. So in each of the huddles, whoever's leading the huddle first celebrates the people on the team who, who did what we talked about last week. You know, last week we talked about generosity. Let me tell you this great story about Marty and what he did. Mm-hmm. The second thing is is this week we're going to talk about sharing our insights. So we talk about how to actually do that within the nuances of the work that we actually do. Mm -hmm. Three, we commit to go apply this over the next week and then come back next week for our little 10, 15-minute huddle and celebrate our successes and talk about what went wrong and how we can get better. Mm. So that the huddles are a way in our busy whirlwind business lives to bring these things to life. You know, celebration is such a critically important way to drive the change that we all want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my guest is Andy Rogers. The book we are speaking about is Leading Loyalty, Cracking the Code to Customer Devotion. What's the difference between devotion, loyalty, and customer satisfaction? I'm asking you but that you question. Could- <laughs> Go ahead. Well, Marty, you could you could take the same bus every day, okay? And the bus company might perceive that you're loyal because Marty takes the bus every day. But but the reality is, you could hate the bus company, and uh-huh. so that's not the kind of loyalty. We're, we're not talking about inertia. We're not talking about you locked into something that where the switching costs are high. We're talking about the kind of loyalty that is fueled in the heart, that comes through interactions with other people, where you are not only um, giving that organization all of your business, you are going out of your way Mm -hmm. to promote that business, to recommend them to your friends and family. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that explains why I have so many subscribers to the Business Builder Show. We're destination listening. There you go. That's the answer, right? Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So you're working with companies and leaders. I want to ask this question first, and I'll follow up with the second thing that's on my brain here. How important are leaders, leaders, bosses, managers, uh, authority, how important are they in this whole uh, context of uh, cracking the code to customer devotion? Stephen Covey said that leadership is a choice. You know, it's not what's on our name tag. You know you're a leader, Marty, if you look over your shoulder and, and you see what? <laughs> people people following. Yeah, people are there. <laughs> so we we each have to choose to be a loyalty leader and adopt a loyalty leader mindset. And it's it's very simple. The mindset is no matter what my job is in the organization, I could be working the drive-through window or the CEO. I can choose to take responsibility for my behavior and to the extent that I am showing empathy to the people I work with and serve and taking responsibility for their real needs and being generous, I will be a loyalty leader through modeling and hopefully teaching and and reinforcing Mm -hmm. these principles. Mm -hmm. And we see so many examples. I mean, if it would be helpful, I can give you a couple of examples of where this exists and where it doesn't. Absolutely. Go. I heard a story from the CEO of a major major baby retailer, 
And he said, you know, you may have heard this story too because it was all over the internet. Uh, th this man comes into one of our stores holding a load of unopened brand new baby items. And he said, I, I need to return these things, please. And our people said, sir, I need the receipt in order to return. You can't return things without the receipt. And so this man went away, you know, despondent because he couldn't return these items. And the CEO said, and we didn't learn until later that the reason he wanted to return all these items is because he and his wife had just experienced a miscarriage and they were distraught. They, they wanted to get these new items out of their home for understandable reasons. And he covered his face. He said, Sandy, I, how could I have possibly allowed a policy like requiring a receipt to return things to get in the way of doing the obvious thing, mm. the obvious human thing, the empathy that we all would want to if we were on the other side of that transaction. Mm. And so now I'll give you an, 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 the opposite side of that in another story. A, a young boy goes into a, a store. He asks the nice gentleman in our red vest, I'm, I'm looking for a clip-on tie. And he said, well, we don't have clip-on ties, but we've got lots of nice regular ties. Hey, let me walk you over and show you what we've got. And, and the young boy says, well, I don't know how to tie a tie. And the man says, well, that's all right. I'll show you how to tie a tie. What, what brings you here for a tie? Well, my mom thinks I should wear a tie for my job interview. I'm going to try to get a job at this fast food place, and she thinks I'll look a lot better. He said, oh, my gosh. Well, as he's helping this boy learn how to tie his tie, he says, now, when you have that first interview, be sure to have a firm handshake and make eye contact. <laughs> another, another shopper in the store is witnessing this and, and, and records it and posts it, and then the local news station comes out. And mm. so here is the opposite example right. of, you know, at, at the baby retail store, we have zero empathy, no connection, no responsibility for the real job, which is to give that poor man some comfort, right? No generosity in the policies. It, whereas here, you see just the opposite. Incredible. But the reason he was able to have empathy was in this retail store, the man with the red vest was put into a position mm. to live these principles. Mm. And, and so one of the keys is does the business where you work – allow everybody in the organization to, to, to have empathy, to take real responsibility, to be generous? Are you constrained by scripts and policies you don't agree with, or are you encouraged to, to deliver those experiences that actually earn fierce loyalty? Hmm. Great stories. Uh, storytelling is an important part of this, I think, in terms of sharing, sharing information and becoming a a brand that people are devoted to. So Sandy Rogers is my guest. Sandy, how do you want people to connect with you, follow you, the book? Uh, kind of give me some uh, contact points. They can find the book at any of their favorite uh, booksellers, certainly Amazon. They can learn about uh, the work we do to help companies improve customer loyalty at Franklin Covey okay. um, or certainly on LinkedIn, uh, Sandy Rogers. I think I found you there. We connected. Uh, All right. Uh, so, so that's good. So – um, what challenges are you finding um, in terms of trying to get this message to organizations? What, where, where, are the, what are the challenges or maybe stumbling blocks in the work that you're trying to do on behalf or for companies? We find that, first of all, the organization um, needs to invest in an accurate, reliable customer service metric. Too many of the surveys that we get today are really, really long. So a very small percentage of people complete them. 
And so they, they're making an assumption that even though I'm getting a lot of surveys back, that the views of this minority reflect the views of the majority, which is often not the case. So, mm-hmm. so first, you've got to have an accurate, reliable survey that gets a high response rate. Once you've got that and now you've identified who in the organization needs to get better, one of the next challenges is you've got to find some leaders that will run this play. Mm-hmm. Um, and so rather than prescribing from on high that mm-hmm. you ought to go out and do all these huddles, we much prefer, say, explain this idea to people, let them read the book if they're interested, and let a couple of managers go run it. And based on their experience, expand this from the ground up. I, I tell you, Marty, we, we had a group of auto repair shops that were very skeptical about these, you know, come on, these are guys that work under the hood all day. Um, you really expect them to have a little huddle and talk about empathy and generosity? Well, I don't expect all of them to do it, but 20 of them said, let us go do it. Over a period of six months, they improved their customer service scores by 10 points on average. Three of the 20 improved by more than 20 points. And they said, look, this little 15-minute huddle is actually the most fun 15 minutes of the week. Mm. So so let this thing – let a few managers who really believe in it be those leaders and, and based on their experience, decide for yourself whether this would have value across your organization. So in addition to just simply feeling better, this is a business show, Sandy, so forgive me for taking this so direct. This helps you make money. Am I okay saying that? <laughs> you are. Okay. <laughs> you, you absolutely. It's got to start with the loyalty of your employees, then the loyalty of your customers, then comes growth, and finally money, bottom line profit, but it has to happen in that order. Uh, that was very uh, good, very succinct and, and right on target. So my guest has been Sandy Rogers, R-O-G-E-R-S, Sandy Rogers. The book uh, is Leading Loyalty, Cracking the Code to Customer Devotion. You're in any kind of business, online, offline, whatever. They are filled with lessons, filled with stories, filled with how-to-dos. So I strongly suggest you get this book, share it with your team. So one more time, Sandy, how how do you want people to connect with you and or the book? Come to franklincovey.com or come see me on LinkedIn. Well, it's been a treat. Thank you so much for writing a great book, and uh, we appreciate you being part of the Business Builders Show. Marty, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Business Builders Show. To learn more about me, and I'm Marty Wolf, go to MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. That's MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. To learn more about Kelly Hoey, go to her website, which is jkellyhoey.co. That's jkellyhoey.co. And of course, you can find Kelly and Marty on LinkedIn and Twitter. A reminder, you can find all our Business Builders shows on iTunes, Spotify, and on your favorite podcast app. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf.